The injury news on Chase Claypool hasn't been positive so far. So far, all we know is that the Steelers gave him an MRI on his toe on Tuesday and that they're looking at his toe injury. The Steelers didn't officially practice on Wednesday, but they did a walkthrough and Claypool was given an estimate of a do not practice designation. Now we get, we still get to see how he practices Thursday and Friday before the game status, but not having Chase Claypool, even though he hasn't put up monster numbers this year, does put a dent to the Steelers offensive plans, how they work around that right here coming up next on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. And of course, it's crossover Thursday. We'll have Matt Derry of Locked On Lines breaking things down there. Before we do that, we got to remind you, thank you for making us the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day. And this episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. Brought and proudly serving your community since 1965. McDonald's has been, always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like the video, hit the subscribe button. Uh, all those things help us out. Share this video when you get it, when you get a chance. Um, thanks to all those who do help us out. Now, this is Crossover Thursday. Make no mistake, there will, we will have Matt Darion uh, from Locked On Lines breaking things down. Um, but... Uh, before we get to the preview, I want to give you some updated information here. The Steelers practice reports was released uh, for, Wednesday, for, for Wednesday heading into Thursday. Now, um, the, the Steelers did not have an official practice. I was there. There was just a walkthrough, which means basically they're just going over what their assignments are. And this is typical when you have a short week, especially coming off Monday Night Football. You got to you, you have to turn things around quickly. So you don't want to get bang, guys banged up right away. You want to just make sure, hey, mental reps, go over what you looked in and film. That's what, that, and that's those sort of things. Now, as far as guys who had known injuries, Cam Hayward, Isaiah Bugs. And Robert Spillane, uh, Spillane with an ankle, Bugs with a hip, Hayward with an ankle. Um, all of them were listed as full practice participants, which is an estimation from the Steelers saying, hey, if this was a regular practice, these guys would have been 100% good to go. A very good sign for Cam Hayward because the Steelers need him. They cannot afford to lose any of their other superstar players. Um Eric Ebron, a limited practice with his hamstring. He's expected to be back this week. Mike Tomlin said he would be working this week uh, as expected in his Tuesday press conference. So we'll see what gets said about that. Um, but that's truly a, um, um, but, you know, they they might need Eric Ebron a lot more, even though people are really excited about Pat Frymuth and really excited about Zach Gentry. Uh, Chase Claypool had a toe injury, uh, it, you know, in that in that Monday night football game. And he was de- given the do not pra- did not practice the, uh, designation. Now, granted, again, that's just an estimation. It's not definitive. I and mean, he may bounce back from this. But toe injuries can be very tricky. It can keep you it can keep you from getting any spring in your step. And as a wide receiver, you really need that. Um 
And uh, that could start to really limit the Steelers offensive plans because they, you know, they, they came into this season thinking, Hey, wide receiver, maybe your deepest position on the team. You know, you got Juju Smith Schuster, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, James Washington. Heck the joke was before the season that, you know, you could afford to trade James Washington because you, you had, you know, so many other guys you could count on, but this is why the Steelers didn't trade him because one injury to Juju Smith Schuster, then all of a sudden James Washington is your number three receiver, another injury to any of the, to either of the other two, and James Washington becomes your number two receiver. And this is right where the Steelers are at. But on top of that, some people might be thinking, well, is this just made more Ray Ray McLeod? I don't think so. I think this is going to be more tight end time for the Steelers. They've been using a lot more 12 personnel packages uh, with Gentry and uh, and, and Fryermuth. And I got to say, they like Gentry for what he's bringing in the blocking game. Ebron's had some rest. He's been he's been resting that hamstring that he's that he's been nursing. But if he's going to come back, this would be a heck of a time for him to do it and to get back on track. He was never a you know a good blocker, but if he can at least be a willing blocker and make more catches and not and limit those drops that we saw early in the season, him and Fryermuth could be a good threat threat you know pair up the middle as athletic guys who can stretch the field and go up and get footballs. That is uh, that's something that you have to actually take into consideration as a possibility here when Chase Claypool can't go. So looking at that, there's going to be a lot of different ways the Steelers have to find creativity. Matt Canada, you know, tasked with trying to create with an offensive line of entirely new guys, trying to create with Ben Roethlisberger playing, you know, with the probably the most limited body that he's had in his entire career and injuries to players like Juju Smith-Schuster. Still haven't seen Zach Banner out. We still don't know if he's going to get a start this week. Um, I said it on the, on the Tuesday show that I think that it, it's time that he starts to get and looks like that. But um, here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, you know, we always want to, you know, keep an eye on just what's going on here. So an injury report that kind of gave us a look that, you know, there might they might be without Chase Claypool. And hey, it's the 0-8 lines. If you're gonna have a week where you're kind of banged up a little bit coming off a short week, this will be the week to do it. But make no make no mistake, I'm not saying that this is a gimme game. I actually think this is gonna be a close game. It's gonna be an ugly game, a lot like Monday night football. The Lions have been really close to some opponents. They're coming off a bye week. Yes, they got embarrassed by the the Eagles the week before, but this is one of those games. I know people say, Oh, Mike Tomlin, he always struggles with bad teams. So everybody's struggles with bad teams at some point and they no no team is uh you know is free of that designation but but you know but i'm telling you right now chase claypool being out is going to force some new wrinkles into this offense that may lead to some rhythm issues and uh this team already is struggling to find rhythm on offense but we will see i'm sure that that met canada mike tom and ben roethlisberger they've got a ben plan ben roethlisberger also spoke wednesday saying that he felt that the that the two the two minute drill that got them the game-winning field goal could be a catalyst for the offense will it be a catalyst though we will see because um you know it was still just a field goal drive it kind of hit on some a couple things they the, the thing is for the steelers offense it hasn't been about having one play here or one play there working it's about finding something to depend upon finding some consistency and they haven't had that at all this season even in the run game it looked like over the last few weeks they, the run game was figuring itself out the offensive line was blocking better then you went into that game against uh, against the bears and all of a sudden that wasn't the case and they you know early on it was the first quarter you know they looked really good and then for the second and through fourth quarters it was a struggle bus. So uh, lots of concerns there for, um, you know, for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, on, on that front. But again, if there's a, if there's a week to, to, to get over that, this would be it. You're at home. You're coming off a big win. You're on a four game win streak. You have every reason to believe in yourself. Got a group of young guys, be resilient, bounce back. We will see what they do. Now, before I get to Matt Deary of the Locked On Lions podcast, we do got to talk to our sponsors here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. 
Remember here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, McDonald's has been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's been a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for study groups, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, and the home team or away team can come to recharge. It's a place where you look all, where you always look to, uh, forward to stopping out on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I can tell you it's a, it's a place where when I'm having a long week like this one, where I'm covering five games and six games between college and college and uh, pro football, I, there's some days where I just need to hit me a local McDonald's, and yeah, it does help me reconnect and refuel. So head to your local McDonald's today to refuel and reconnect. I'm loving it. We're also brought to you by GetUpside. Hey, Steelers fans, this is Chris Carter with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your fill up, first fill up. That's 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside by downloading the app for free or use promo code TOUCHDOWN when you get the app to get $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app today and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the get upside app we'll be, we'll be getting our crossover thursday episode with matt deary from locked on lines right after this matt deary locked on lions chris carter locked on steelers on the locked on crossover thursday edition what's going on everybody let's talk a little detroit and pittsburgh Chris, uh, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, how are things uh, going in, in Pittsburgh? They won four in a row, but you'd never know it, right? Right, yeah. It's always doom and gloom in Pittsburgh. When I mean, heck, they were on an eleven-game win streak last year, Matt, and it was still, oh no, they stink. They who cares if they're going to the playoffs this year? But the Steelers believe in themselves. That's been interesting. So it's been it's been an interesting year. I also covered college football, so you know, watching Kenny Pickett and the Pitt Panthers also have an interesting year. It's been uh, it's been it's been sunny. I know it's been it's been rough for things in Detroit football wise this year. It has, and I know you're going to in, in, uh, talk to me first about the Lions. Let's just do a complete audible here. Kenny Pickett to Detroit? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I mean, the Lions are going to have the number one overall pick. They're not going to take Kenny Pickett number one. But let's yeah. say the Rams pick is 28, 27. Mm-hmm. Could Kenny Pickett be there at 27 for the Lions? I think absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love Kenny Pickett as a human being. One thing that I'll tell you, as a person who covers him, there's – you catch a genuine sense from him every time you talk to him. He's not just, you know, he, he gives very straightforward answers. He doesn't give you, you know, way too high or way too low, whether it's winning or losing. He's always right here and he's always consistent. His decision-making is some of the best that I've seen in college football. He does the big thing about him. He doesn't have the 50 arm, 50 yard cannon where he could like, you know, throw a laser 50 yards down the field. He, you know, his deep balls kind of float a little bit on you. But when you deal with the, the intermediate passes from, you know, the line of scrimmage to about 30, 30 yards that's where he's really comfortable at and he's really good with his mobility he's really good as a teammate he's also an amazing person I can tell you after Pitt's two losses so far 
we're recording this, of course, ahead of their Thursday night game against North Carolina. And there are two losses. Both times we ask him questions. He doesn't give us any sign of like, you know, something that we can use. Like, oh, you know, Kenny Pickett's upset or anything like this. And as soon as he gets off the podium, he walks over to these kids that are always there, that Pitt always brings in a kid who's a fan, you know, and, and you know, and once and he talks to the kid for like a few minutes, takes pictures with him and says, hey, I'll get this one for you next week. This dude is 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 a one as far as a person wise. So if 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 he's there at 27, 28, you want him. I think he could be there because some people are going to look at that that arm strength and say, eh, I don't know. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. All right. Let's just keep going. You're on a roll right now. I'm going to keep feeding you because this yeah, has been great. Me. And then in the next segment, we'll talk some lions. But all right, give me the synopsis. What's like the post game pod for you the other night? Is it? You know what? We won the game. That's all that matters. We're, we won four in a row. Or is it, oh my gosh, we got bailed out by a, 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 a terrible officiating, you know, Tony Carrenti call of a, a of taunting where, quite honestly, that would have been a punt. And if the Bears come down and score, that's not a one point game. That's a four point game causing Pittsburgh to have to go down the field and score a touchdown. What was the, what was the mood like Monday night? Because it's probably a mixed bag, right? The mood was I need coffee because it was late when I, when I got back from Heinz Field. Um, but no, I addressed that in like the second segment. I mean, first of all, I, I will I will acknowledge there were also several calls that worked the Bears' way in, in, in that game. There was a catch that they had that they the guy bobbled it yeah. and they said yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah. he controlled it, and it was like okay. And then on the fumble return that the Bears got for a touchdown, similarly, Draymond McLeod pinned it to his body, but they ruled that he did not have possession, whereas Goodwin had possession on his catch. So. We could say that we could also point out it's at the about 12 to 30 different times that the Bears offensive tackles were jumping on, you know, early on snaps to get out to get ahead of TJ Watt. But again, it's about coming out and finding ways to win. The Steelers had 10 points wiped away from them against the Packers when they had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown in a game that they lost 10 points. And in that situation, they didn't use that as comfort. They haven't used that as an excuse. They said, look, we have to find ways to win. The Steelers aren't going to make excuses for themselves, but as a person who covers them, I'm like, man, this is the one thing that the Steelers have to lock down. They have to play an almost perfect game as far as protecting the football. Their defense has to be on point. Um, I think in this last game, you saw them a little bit. They let some of their guys run in single coverage a little bit more than normal. Minka Fitzpatrick more this year. Instead of being an X-Factor guy, he's been more of a guy that's backed up other players. He's like, hey, you know what? Arthur Mollet you're new in the slot. I'm gonna stick behind you and make sure that there's 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 uh, there's backup in case you mess mess up here. This was the first game that they kind of let Mallet go off, and you saw what how Justin Fields took advantage of that. That's where kind of Steelers are right now. They're figuring out what their rhythm is with some of their new players. Uh, they, they love their their rookies. You know, Pat Frymuth, two amazing touchdown catches yeah, for them. Like, Najee Harris playing at a high rate. Uh, you know, I think he, he's he's eighth on, in all-purpose yardage right now in the, in the NFL. They love that. But they're still figuring out who they are. The good thing for them, though, is that they're five and three in the middle of doing that. Chris Carter locked on Steelers. Matt Derry locked on Lions Thursday crossover. It looks to me like the offensive line is – is shaky and, and normally in the past it's been that's a that's a pittsburgh's you know uh, you know a it's, it's a bread and butter it is a yeah. staple thank you um is that where the lions need to go here because you look and you say friar and deontay and, and big ben is not terrible friar uh, uh naji harris yet here's the steelers offense you know, you know passing wise 28th running wise 26th mm-hmm. is it is it the guys up front that are concerning 
Well, it, it, it is the guys up front in a lot of different ways. And one thing that they've talked that the Steelers talked about was, you know, what what a Michael Brockers might be able to do, what a McNeil might be do, what what the Lions can do up front. Um, you know, you got a lot of and you got a lot of new faces. You know, and you talked about how they were good for so for so many years. They had Marquise Pouncey for for a decade. They had David DeCastro for the better part of a decade. Ramon Foster, Marcus Gilbert, Alejandro Villanueva. They had all these guys that they're there for like five or six years all playing together, which is really unprecedented for an offensive line. Then they all got old. They had they they started to wilt off you saw Pouncey retire you saw DeCastro fall off Illinois wave as a raven now um so they've needed new bodies Chakuma Korfor has been a guy who stepped up a fourth year offensive tackle at right tackle who's been solid but Kendrick Green he's very athletic when he's pulling and hitting in space he's awesome but when he has to block in the hole he is still he's a converted guard over to center from his days at Illinois he's still not getting his hands up fast enough to establish leverage inside and that's been a problem for, for him, uh, rookie fourth round pick to offensive tackle Dan Moore Jr. at Texas A&M. He's had he's really good in the run blocking. When you ask him to go be physical and block guys down the field, he's awesome. But in pass protection, if you have a speed rush, he's in a lot of trouble. So that that's been the problems there. They still they're still working on their continuity as a group with you know two rookies, one second year playing Kevin Dotson, a free agent and Trey Turner, and a fourth year guy in Chikuma Corpo. We're still figuring out who he is. It is very shaky. But this is a Steelers offense that they designed. That's why that's why they run the jet sweeps. That's why they run the quick passes to protect their offense from that offensive line. Tell me about the defense a little bit, and certainly Justin Fields at times the other night uh, did his thing, but T.J. Watt and Hayward are so good. If you're the Lions offense, what what are you looking to do? How can you attack and have some success? You double and triple team T.J. Watt and Cam, Cam Hayward. You figure out to keep take them out of the game. Force Chris Wormley and Alex Highsmith to beat you. Alex Highsmith has been a good player, albeit a bit undisciplined at time this season. He even admitted that to us when we asked him about that at the Steelers practice facility on Wednesday uh, here in Pittsburgh. But, uh, you know, I, I'm attacking those guys in the defensive front. I'm trying to get DeAndre Swift matchups. Devin Bush has not looked like he's fully recovered from his ACL injury from last year. So if, I'm the, if I have DeAndre Swift, I'm going to try and use him as much as I I can. Same thing for TJ Hawkinson. I'm going to try and get him the ball over the middle as much as I can. Take advantage of those situations. Devin Bush isn't a bad player right now, but he's not the 100% guy that the Steelers had before his injury last year where he was playing very well. Joe Schobert, also a decent player, but if I'm if I'm the Lions, I'm avoiding Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward. I can try to pick at other things, but find ways to get those mismatches. That's my key to getting a, to getting more points on the on the board here. We're going to talk about some Lions and do that next. Chris is going to ask me some questions about Detroit and give the uh, audience in Pittsburgh a little opportunity to, to hear what's going on with the 0-8 Detroit Lions. Only nine more to go, baby. Uh, but uh, first, what about betonline.ag? Back and better than ever. You want to bet on these games Thursday night or tonight or whatever it is, you go to betonline.ag, your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. And, of course, NHL as well, whether you're a Wings fan, a Pens fan, Regardless, head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive the bonus. Basketball, football, NHL, boxing, whatever it is, Vegas casino games, it's all there for you at betonline.ag. Best odds, too, are all there for you no matter the situation. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It's BetOnline where the game starts. And keeping it rolling here on the crossover Thursday. I'm Chris Carter with Locked On Steelers. He's Matt Derry with Locked On Lions. We're keeping it rolling here. Matt, we got to talk about the Lions. 
listen, I know it's Do been a rough. <laughs> I mean, no, I can ask you how, how you know what what do you what do you think of the new movies coming out? You like the are you an MCU guy? No, let's let's get no, let's get stick to no. football. You're not an MCU guy. Whoa, that's a problem. Wait, I'm not a movie guy. No, 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 okay. I'm not a movie guy. We <laughs> we can talk about the the Red Wings are playing decently. Oh, hey, there you go. There you go. The red man, uh, yeah, that that's always been interesting to me. We we because because the Red Wings are historically one of the greatest franchises in all of hockey, and they've been irrelevant for for you know, for for a while. But it's good to see them back in back in the fold. You know, what's funny, Chris, is um, Detroit and Pittsburgh. If you, <laughs> ask, if you ask Detroit people right now what player on any other team and any other sport they dislike the most, Sidney Crosby would get a lot of votes. Really? Fans are still, still? angry. Fans are still angry at him from like 10 years ago. That was, no, that was 2000, what, 9, 2010? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Fans here still don't like him. He still gets booed. So. Yeah, listen, don't worry. The Steelers fans still hate Aaron Rodgers, and that was 10 years ago. Right, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, but let, let, let's ask about the Lions. One thing Mike Tomlin did make mention of is what DeAndre Swift has brought to the passing game. What is what is it that's made him kind of a special security blanket for Jared Goff in this game and has kind of allowed him to boost himself up? Even though I know the Lions, it's not like they found success to win games, but I'm a I'm a fantasy owner of DeAndre Swift like in like two or three different leagues, and I love the points that he gets there. Yeah, you know, and and especially um, a couple of weeks ago when he broke the the real long one against the Rams uh, in the screen game. That's that's where DeAndre Swift and the Lions' offense is is at its best is short passes, screens. Uh, they had a play a couple of weeks ago where Swift against the Eagles actually, um, where he was out wide and waited until almost one two before the ball was snapped. He kind of stood there. And then was open in a slant situation, and mm -hmm. Goff missed him. That's been a, the biggest problem with this offense. Is number one, uh, Jared Goff is not accurate enough and isn't good enough. And number two, the receiving core is just brutal. Now they're going to add Josh Reynolds and waivers from the Rams and Titans, a guy that Brad Holmes, a general manager, knows. And my guess is he would play on Sunday if they can get him up to speed fast enough. But that receiving core is just really, really weak. Uh, the new GM, Brad Holmes, is going to need some a few years and a few drafts. But if you wanted to critique him, the one thing you would say is his receiving core situation and how he's evaluated wideouts has not been very good. Uh, Tyrell Williams in free agency, one game, concussion, and he's gone. Uh, Brashad Perriman signed and given a million dollars of guaranteed money, cut. Uh, Trinity Benson, they, they traded a late-round pick to Denver to get Trinity Benson. He's been nothing. Uh, so the receiving core needs a lot of work. But back to your Swift question, he's been a a bright spot. Uh, whether it's a run in the run game or the passing game, got a lot of speed, and got to find a ways to use him and, and be creative again uh, this Sunday against, of course, a always heavily pursuing Steeler team. Now here in Pittsburgh, a lot of people complain all the time about Mike Tomlin because he almost he always loses to the team that, that 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 he should that he should beat, even though he has like the fourth fastest to 150 wins in NFL history or something like that. Um, but uh, you know, I always tell people I'm like, you know, how many teams would be very happy with Mike Tomlin's record right now um, out there? But when you look at this at this Lions team. They've have, and he talked about these. Like they've, he said they've been in a lot of the games. You know, they 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 were a, a record-setting field goal away from going to overtime with the Ravens. They were one point from be, beating the Bears. They were three points from be, beating the Vikings. You know, there's been times where the Lions have been in it, and Dan Campbell they just has they haven't been able to get over the top. What are the things that you see that like? Hey, there's actually something there that if that you know when they go into the future years because obviously this year is a wash but what are the things that you're seeing that are like hey there's something there to build on that could actually become a threat and part of whatever the lions need to do building moving forward well like, like you said chris the first seven games uh they 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 fought 
And unfortunately, last in two uh, two weeks ago, before the bye against the Eagles, they got their ass kicked. I mean, they got mm-hmm. pushed around. They didn't fight. And that's the first time that you really are like, hmm, what's going on here? I still think Dan Campbell is going to motivate the guys. The culture's better. Everybody seems to like him. And even though they're 0-8, there's a positive feeling about the, some of the young players, the Panay Sewells, the Aleem McNeils, uh, Ifiadu Malafanu supposedly coming, might come back this week. So they've got some young guys that they're starting a foundation with, as opposed to the Rod Marinelli 0-16 or when the team quit on Jim Schwartz, or when they had a bad year under Jim Caldwell. I mean, we could go on and on. Matt Patricia for three years was an utter disaster. So they are playing hard. The other day, two weeks ago against Philly, they they got whooped. Mm. It made no sense. But what also didn't make any sense was, you're right, Baltimore is a superior team, and it took a 66-yard field goal to doink in off the, you know, off the crossbar yeah. to beat them. And that's Lamar Jackson and the Ravens who seem to win every close game. Minnesota, same thing, took a 54-yarder, like you said. Uh, And here were the Vikings last week outplaying the Ravens. So there is some fight there. I like what Aaron Glenn has done defensively with this team in terms of scheme. The scheme is better. The defense, while statistically, it couldn't have gotten any worse than last year. It's a little better this year. But there's just not any talent here, Chris. That's the problem. Uh, Like I said, I think Sunday they're going to go into Pittsburgh and really, really play hard. I think and I so think too. that this matchup isn't terrible for them, but I don't think they're going to win because I still think Pittsburgh's a better team. I mean, you circle the best players on the field, Fitzpatrick, Watt, Hayward, Najee. I mean, there, there's the Pittsburgh has the superior players. Lions have some good guys. The problem is those guys are all hurt. Frank mm-hmm. Ragnow is an elite center. He's out for the year. He is. Taylor Decker, I don't know if he's going to play Sunday. Uh, Romeo Quara, their best defensive player, out for the year. So injuries have hit them as well. It's certainly it's certainly a factor. Anytime a team is struggling, there's usually injuries follow right behind it. Um, you know, and I apologize. It, it wouldn't have been overtime. They would have beaten the Ravens had they right. not, not made right. that. Field. I was looking at the wrong column here of what the scores and first downs were. Got like I'm adult. Um, but, uh, you know, but in all but in all seriousness, um, you know, I, I I look at the Lions and you know I, I see a team like you said. There's things that they can do. On you know on offense that 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 can you know build some momentum here. They had a rough week with the Eagles, but you have a bye week. You get some time to rest or some time to evaluate. You can get pumped up. You're going on the road. It is the Steelers. You know the Steelers, even though they're not world beaters this year, but they are still a a, a storied franchise. That you're like, you know what? You can get up for this game. You can win this game, and you know and show people, hey, you know we we do have talent on this team because there is a sense of pride. I think this happens every year, whether it was the Dolphins a couple years ago when they were tanking for Tua or, or you know, they get, people say, oh, man, the Steelers, the players, they don't care. I'm like, no, I don't know you about you, Matt, but I've always felt the players care. They're tired of losing. Yeah. They don't want to go oh, yeah. through. They don't want to work all week to get their butts kicked every Sunday. There is a sense of pride there, and I can definitely tell it when I see Dan Campbell. Yeah, and, you know, the last couple of years, the Lions have used the hashtag and sort of uh, mantra of one pride. And even Brad Holmes, when they drafted Panay Sewell, they called him on the phone and said, are you ready to join the pride? So they do have that. They're trying to establish that. Uh, but what the previous regime, general manager Bob Quinn, five years, Bob uh, Matt Patricia, head coach, three years, what they left in terms of the cupboard, it's 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 bare. And that's, that's, that's the biggest issue. I mean, you just... Like I said, I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick is as 
good a defensive back as there is in this league. The Lions have nothing close to that. Yeah. The, the Lions linebacking core, I mean, Devin Bush isn't playing that well. Do you know how, how badly the Lions could use Devin Bush? You know, I mean, like, there's just not enough material there. And the guys that they do have that they've paid some money to, like Trey Flowers, who's making $18 million a year. Uh, Jared Goff, who's making $20-plus million a year. They're not performing. So that's that's tough. It's an issue. I mean, yeah, Goff doesn't have a lot of great receivers. Hawkinson's a good tight end. Swifts and, and Williams in the backfield are pretty good. But there's some throws you got to connect. You, when you have an open guy, especially in Pittsburgh on the road, a hostile place like the ketchup bottle, you you got you to gotta make those plays. And those plays just have not been made this year. And they've either come up short or, unfortunately, like I said, two weeks ago in Philly, the Eagles up front just mauled them. And I don't think the Steelers will do that this week. Yeah, it's, it would be it'd be really bad if the Steelers uh, Steelers are able to, to maul you. Now, I, I will say this: Cam Hayward is a beast on the defensive front. He he's he he's going he's going to be a factor. But flipping the sides there, you talked about the Steelers' offensive line, the shakiness of that in the in the last segment. You know what? What are the things that the, that the Lions can bring as far as you know, as far as you know, disrupting the line of scrimmage that could become a problem for the Steelers? Because, like you said, the offensive line is one of the bigger weaknesses of the team. Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been great. You know, he's kind of been like more of a game manager this year. He's uh, you know, he's not Ben Roethlisberger of, of, of old anymore. He's just old Ben Roethlisberger. But um, you know, one of the biggest factors you can disrupt that is force him to have to try to run, and that's when he's at his worst right now in the NFL. Who are the guys right now the Steelers fans should be looking at? Like, okay. This guy could have a game that becomes a, that makes the things a problem for Pittsburgh. I want you to circle a name, uh, Julian Oquara. I think he's coming on. Uh, Romeo's okay. brother, second-year guy. He, to me, is the best pass rusher. He and Charles Harris, sort of a cast-off from the Falcons. Those two guys have been the best pass rushers this team has. I'm not saying either of them are going to the Pro Bowl, I get but you. they've been decent. Uh, Aleem McNeil is a rookie nose tackle that clogs some space. He's been fine, uh, getting better. Uh, Levi owns Arike, Trey, Trey, Trey Flowers. Some of these guys, they've been okay. But I like what I've seen from Julian Okora. I see improvement there. I think what the Lions are going to have to do is dial things up a little bit, a blitz here or there, uh, bring a linebacker, um, you know, bring a safety, try something. Um, because I think, like you said, Roethlisberger is so much worse off when he's being harassed. But is this a great pass rushing team? No, it is not. There you have it. We'll see how this plays out on Sunday, 1 p.m. at Heinz Field. I'll be in the press box. Matt, are you making the trip to Pittsburgh? You stay in Detroit. Uh, no, I will be uh, here in the friendly confines of the 313. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, well, I, I might go to Cleveland next week. I haven't decided yet. So we'll ooh, see. Okay, okay. Do check, hit up <laughs> Jeff Lloyd. Uh, even though he's not he's not in Cleveland, he, he'll, he'll, he'll probably right. give you some pointers there. I always tell people, I told James Rapine of the of the Locked On Bengals podcast, when you come to Pittsburgh, hit me up. You could ask Q a Locked On Raiders. I'll hook people up when oh, they come geez. to the town. Where, where, that to, guy, where to that go. guy's crazy. I don't, I don't know if I want to party with him. He's nuts. <laughs> Listen, I partied with you. That was wild. It was a. Uh, it was. <laughs> I was like, man, I forgot he's in Vegas. Uh. You gotta, you gotta tell Tim Benz I said hello. That's an old friend of mine. Oh, the man that, yeah, uh, I hang out with Tim, Tim, Tim at this facility all the time. We're on final word together. I'll tell, tell him, him I said, hello. said hey. I'm very proud of him after he asked Tomlin the infamous question last week. So <laughs> very proud of Tim. I call it now the Tim Benz Award. Who asks the question that He's we know best. that Mike Tomlin does not want to answer? He's the best. But thanks, Chris. Awesome. Thanks, thanks, Matt. Let people know. Wait, before you go, let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Uh, at Dairy Speaks on Twitter, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page, and uh, 
We'll see if they can get a win. I don't, I don't think the Lions are winning this week or next week. I think I think that elusive first win could come Thanksgiving Day at home against Chicago. We'll see. We'll see. I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. If you want to follow either the Locked On Steelers or Locked On Lions, you can check us out anywhere that Love Podcasts are hosted, but especially on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and uh, Odyssey. So check us out there. Thanks again to Matt. It's been a great crossover Thursday. Check out both Locked On Steelers and Locked On Lions for our Friday episodes preview game.